It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. December 12th, hey? Yeah, Christmas. 13 days of Christmas. Sneaking up on you. Holy hell. You've got a few days off at Christmas, correct, Shauna? I do, yeah. I've got one off. I mean, I think the show is off because of the stat holidays. Right. But I think we have one like additional day off together. Yep. So the podcasts will be sporadic. We'll do our best to make some long ones maybe leading up to it. Yeah, we'll try. Maybe you're doing some traveling. Maybe you got some stuff to do while the relatives are in town or at the relatives and you need some entertainment, we'll be with you. We will. Best we can. Yeah, totally. Um, I did this this video with my boys because they're both huge fans of the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Big yep. penis heads, both Bo and Brigham. Yeah, they listen all the time. And awesome. we were sitting on the couch the other night and I forget how the podcast came up, but they were, ask, we were, asking, they were asking me questions about it. And I was just like, I could quiz you guys on like topics from the podcast and I thought okay why don't we make a video of this so we yeah. made a little video challenge um, and I thought about like taking the audio from that and playing it on the podcast here but I think it works better with video so right. what I'll do is I'll drop a link uh, to X929's Instagram and TikTok with that video in the description of this podcast so yes. um, is it I was pretty impressed with how much they both knew like Bo knew some things about the podcast that I don't think I would have known that's amazing it's a good but yeah I guess if you yeah if you listen every single day like yep. that they're pretty dedicated it's so amazing yeah that link will be in the description for today's show uh, we're gonna talk about one of the dumbest things that's available as a commercial product these days in my opinion the activities that drain you the most this theory I read about a strategy that the federal liberals may employ during the next election. The goat of six, sick food, and we crack up over some Prince lyrics after your out-of-context clip. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I have to be honest with you, Beckler. I realized yesterday that I'm not very well-versed in my Prince. And I was kind of flipping stations, as I do when we drive home sometimes, to see what other stations are doing. And uh, Prince, When Doves Cry, came on the radio. Okay. And I don't think I'd ever heard that song before. Hmm. So I was having a listen, and I was like, okay, so this is Prince. And uh, then there was a part where I believe Prince is, in fact, trying to imitate what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> and it's a lot of very princey noises. As we know, he has a lot of very good noises that he does. But I was listening to this, and I'm like, God, oh, I didn't know that that's what sounds like when doves cry. But... for us, so he's coming for it now. Doves crying there. I'd say that's what it sounds like when doves cry. Is that what you think it sounds like? I was listening <laughs> to him and I'm like, wow, that is what, okay, okay. Thanks, Principal. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. The first, the first noise, the dove is very upset. The yes. dove just found out that like... It's dove relative was killed in an accident or something. Yep, yep. <coughs> and then it's the wailing of the the grieving dove after that, right? So, yeah. so it's like, 
I hope in the uh, in the studio when they were recording that, someone was like, uh, "By the way, Prince, what does it sound like when Dove's, when Dove's cried. cried?" He's like, "Yeah, he, he just immediately without hesitation, either that or they had a dove in the lab right next door, and they're just poking the dove, dove a little it. bit, and you're like, here, okay, listen to this, Prince. What do you think? Oh yeah, there." <laughs> Poor Dove, man. That's poor Dove. I can't even take myself serious. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Last week on the show, we were talking about the song Despacito. Yes. I'm sure you've heard. It's an absolute monster. Yep. That was what we named the Schnook after because we are naming the Schnooks after One Hit Wonders. So Despacito by Louis Fonsi. Schnook Fonsi. Yeah, it's Fonsi. I never realized just how funny the translation of that song is to English. It does not really work in English the way I assume it works in Spanish. I probably not. You started reading some of them off and I was just like, what is going on? So I have a few of my favorite lines from Despacito Perfect, here. The English please. translation. Uh, I wish I had the song queued up, but um, it says, so it starts like this. Yes, you know that I've been looking at you for a long time. I must dance with you today. It starts okay. there and yep. then it gets better from there. I want to undress you in kisses slowly, firmly in the walls of your labyrinth. And of your body, I want to create a manuscript. Okay, first of all, uh, <laughs> labyrinth is a new term for... Your sin cave? Your sin cave, for sure. See your labyrinth. I can see your labyrinth over there. Right? Okay, so that's great. And then, sorry, what and was of that? of your body, I want to create a manuscript. Okay. I mean, that is some flowery language. That is wow. unbelievable. Wow. Want you to show my mouth your favorite places? Oh, jeez. Okay. That's hilarious. Like your mouth is just visiting for the weekend. Yep. My mouth's just a tourist here. Why don't you take it around? Hey, Mouth. Some of your favorite places. Mouth, come over here and take a look. Good places to eat around here. What do you think this? Oh, God. Let me trespass your danger zones. Yes. Okay. Danger zone also, of course, great. Never used that one before. (laughs) Your danger zone? Or your danger zone there, bud. Take me down a danger zone. (laughs) Sorry. Come try my mouth and see if you like its taste. Nope. Okay. Louis? Louis Fonsi. It's a Costco sampler? I need to... What do you think of that? We need to have a little sit down here. (laughs) Maybe these translations should have been reviewed before... Okay. I want to see how much love fits in you. Nope. And those are my favorite um, lines from Desposito. (laughs) How much love fits in your labyrinth, sir? Holy yeah. hell. How much love can we put in your danger zone there? Holy crap. <laughs> Why don't you show my mouth some hey, of mouth. your favorite places around Hey, mouth, here. let's come and... Let's come and... <laughs> We're only here for 48 hours or so, so let's make our yeah, time let's count. Hop in the car and go for... <laughs> oh, my God. Ah. That's awful. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I passed the popsicle aisle yesterday, Beckler, and it got me thinking about how you wanted McKenna to pick up popsicles for Brigham when he was feeling ill the other day. Yes. And she was confused because she didn't like... She didn't think that popsicles were good sick food. She didn't know about that. I guess they didn't do that at her house. Which is the strangest thing because I was thinking about it and I'm like, would popsicles not be the goat of sick foods? 
Maybe. I mean, they give them to you at the hospital. That's what I was thinking. If you're sick. Or the nurse gives it to you, yeah. right? Like, it's the soothing thing because it's the liquids that they always talk fluids. about. The fluids. Like the fluids in you. That you get in the popsicle. Like you're a car. Like, exactly. <laughs> right? You got you to gotta get your oil changed. You got to move that out and get the popsicles in and you'll, you'll be feeling better. But I was trying to think then. I was like, what would, what would rival the popsicle in the best sick foods then? Maybe soup. Okay. Soup's pretty good sick food. Yeah. Toast? My mom always used to talk about the brat diet when you were recovering from sickness. Oh, never Which heard of was the brat diet. Was it bananas? No. What was the B? Well, rice, it obviously didn't stick. Yeah, bananas, rice, rice applesauce, applesauce, and toast, right? Interesting. I've never even heard of that before. Yeah. Okay. So any of those? So I was about to, okay. They're in the acronym. They are in the acronym. That is apparently, I've never heard of that before though. Soup's not in there. That's Soup should be in there. Shocking because soup is kind of the cliche, but I'm like, is it really go-to or is it just a comfort food? You know what I mean? Maybe toast. Yeah. Because you're right. If you if you come out of like, you ever had like the kind of sickness where you see Jesus's face, you yep. think you're going to die? Mm-hmm. I had you're some kind of food Jesus. poisoning in Edmonton one time when I lived there and I was like, oh, this is the end for me. Yeah. Jesus is in my room right now. <laughs> for, There's his face. For me, I had the time where it got to it where you, you wish that Jesus was coming for you. You know, you're like, take me. Take me now. I'm all I'm pretty sure I done. my soul I'm, out. I'm no longer a thing. But yeah, then you have to ease yourself back into food and you're so you're kind of so timid at first. Yep. Just like, is this going to agree with me? And it's, it's toast. It's is always the simplest toast. thing you can go with. Or a saltine. A saltine a cracker. A saltine, I swear, is all invented for sickness, right? Yeah. That was the other thing. It puckers your lips. It's just, but it gets you that little bit of salt back that you probably need to be able to then start digesting the liquids again. Right. right. So that okay. would probably come. Mm. And you don't have to get to the toaster and, no. and toast anything, right? You can just have a box of saltines in your which your again, pantry. when Jesus is in the room with you, there's no way you're finding toasters. So. Pass the saltines, Jesus, please. Pass <laughs> the saltines. This is the blood of Christ. This is the, the body of Christ right here. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I read an interesting theory yesterday regarding the next federal election. Okay. So if you followed any of the polling, and we've touched on this a bit on the show, but they're all showing the Trudeau liberals losing support to the poly of conservatives like crazy right now. Right. Now, we are still almost... Two years out from an election, there's been lots of speculation about whether the NDP will trigger an election early, whether Trudeau might step down as prime minister. Uh, And I read a lot of political discussion online, and I've seen this idea pop up recently, that what the liberals may try to do, and what may be their kind of Hail Mary play if they're still trailing so badly, is to call an election to coincide as closely as possible with the 2024 U.S. presidential election. And then spend a lot of their energy campaigning not so much against Polyev and the conservatives, but against Trump and the Republicans, if Trump is the nominee, which it looks like. Interesting. You will be. To try and draw like negative parallels to the states and Absolutely. feel like you don't want that here. So Absolutely. Yeah, interesting. Okay. That may be their mm. kind of like last ditch strategy to try to regain support. I mean, yeah. You're going to try and do whatever you can to That's win. Right. So that makes sense. It's a fairly if clever political play if a bit greasy yeah and it's certainly not a new idea like i i believe that during the last provincial election i think the ucp ran as much against justin trudeau as they did against rachel notley and the ndp Hmm. interesting kind of like yeah you know suggesting that a vote for the ndp is a vote for more trudeau yeah because trudeau is less popular here than notley was so 
you can see how yep. that strategy might work. Interesting. I mean, it makes sense. We've all, we always talk about when it comes to politics. And that, again, it comes down to winning. They're going to do whatever they need to of win. Course. And you have a massive of course. group of advisors behind you, and their job is to try and figure out the best scenario and best way that you could win. So, yeah. And I imagine it probably ah. would work on some level. If you're if if they were able to badly scare Canadians enough to say that you know if you vote for Polyev you're going to get more huh. Trump-like policies here, um, intriguing. Yeah. Okay. I find any kind of that that kind of strategy so fascinating. You know, especially if you can kind of see it happen before it does. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on this Definitely. and see if this prediction is right or not. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Got another couple things you can't look cool doing, Beckler, if I Let's could. Let's hear them, yeah. Uh, first of all, walking on a really cold or really hot surface in bare feet. Oh, uh, yeah. I was reminded of this because I was running out to a cold hot tub uh, out in, in the snowy weather and it, you know, you, I didn't have shoes on. And so you do that and you're kind of doing the weird like Grinch walk. It's the strange thing because you're trying <laughs> the, to like, like the be, Grinch walk is the best way to describe it. That's yeah. what it is, right? Like you're on your tippy toes because it's least surface area on the cold. Ha, ha, hoo, ha, ooh, and you make those sounds and then you jump in. And you're like, OK, we're good. now. But you don't but need to be hunched over like you the don't. Grinch yet. We all do it. We do Maybe it. Maybe if I walk like the Grinch, this won't hurt as right? much. Same with a really hot like asphalt or something. And you're yeah, like, oh, hot ooh, sand. Ah, ooh, ah, ooh. And you, well, you walk like the Grinch again. And you're like, why am I doing this? This is not helping. Pretty tough to look cool doing that. Yep. So that's number one. Yep. Uh, the second one. Have you ever watched your wife, McKenna, put mascara on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that before. You can't look cool doing that. They, it, they'll make that face, right? It's always the same. Because first of all, your one eye is closed as you're trying to do this, but then your mouth inevitably opens at the same time. It's this face right here, isn't it? Yep, it's that is one. Is that the one where you yep. kind of look like a big mouth bass, you right? You do. You look like the drama <laughs> mask, the one with the horrified, yes. the sad, the scary mask, the one with the like frowny face. That's yeah. what you look like There's when you the put mascara on. There's the happy one and then the... Uh, yeah, it's the guy. mascara one. Okay, <laughs> happy and mascara face. <laughs> <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Yesterday while you and I were doing the show, um, I must have left my truck unlocked because someone went through it. Oh, uh, no. And stole a few small things. Nothing all, big, though? Nothing major. All my change, a pocket knife that I had in there. Um, Bo's friend had left his toque in the back seat. They stole that too. Oh crap! Um, where, where you and I park down here, there's a lot of action. It's an adventure. Oh man, mm -hmm. drugs, fights, fires. Yeah, broken car windows, like daily fires. Actually, most days there's something happening down here. Yeah, um, actually, it's funny because yesterday I parked and uh, f five or six people came out of the darkness as I parked, and of course we're parking at four thirty or five. Only in the people around. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's terrifying because you don't see and there's not really lights, and so all of a sudden these people come. I was like, oh my god! And uh, the one person looks at me and just goes, "Interesting place to park." This is. Uh, <laughs> I was like, sure is. You're yeah. asking for it there, aren't you? Yeah. So I'm just walking across the street, like, thank you. Yeah, good morning. Yeah. yeah good. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, my stuff was all over the Crap. place and they had gone through. My, I, I suspect that one of our temporarily unhoused neighbors down here found my temporarily unlocked vehicle and temporarily unpossessed me of a few items mm. is what has happened here. Well, um, I mean, you did leave it unlocked, so... Well, yeah. Sure did. There's stores being checked all the time. The most valuable thing I have in there is a like a pretty nice like survival knife, like a like a bushcraft knife that yeah. my buddy gave me, and they didn't find that. Oh, sweet. So I'm glad that was still there. Well, that's good. I would have been sad if that was... At where I used to live in my old house, 
people must have checked door handles every single night, multiple times a night, because my truck would go, get gone through all the time over there. Jeez. Um, and if you forgot to lock it, it was just like a, like a guaranteed come out, and then the glove box contents would be all over the place. And I think it happens more than we think. Oh, yeah. Like everywhere. I think people will just go and walk by and be checking your doors. So. Yep. Yeah, just make sure you lock it or leave it unlocked, but nothing valuable in there. Yes. Uh, that's a good reminder. Don't leave anything valuable in there. Yeah. Uh, me and McKenna and I have this fight all the time because she leaves like bags on the seats and stuff. And I'm like, oh man, it's just a matter of time before somebody yeah. smashes out the window and takes that. Um, yeah. I had my snowboards in there and my bike there at one point. <laughs> Make it, it looks like a bait it's car. A bait car. <laughs> I think it's, it's so enticing that people are like, there's no way. It should just say... Steal me yeah. on the top. Why don't you like... Op- break the windows. I swear it's fine. There's a spike in here. Sprinkle paper money and drugs Dunk on the dash. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is just too good. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I wasn't sure how long it was going to take to tell this story, but uh, I heard this from my dad because my dad's a retired police officer and a police officer that he knows had his truck rifled through. So they he had a security camera on his house and they, they checked the camera and they got a pretty clear image of this guy mm, who had wow. gone through. Yeah. So, you know, he's out a few weeks later patrolling or whatever and he's stopped for a coffee break at 7-Eleven and he sees this guy walking out of... Oh, jeez. Uh, walking out of the 7-Eleven. So he goes and stops him and the guy had a handgun on him. Oh, my Lord. So... Also a good reminder that it's probably not worth confronting anybody who's it's going not. through your stuff. You no. Because, I mean, that'd be your reaction, right? If you see, if you catch someone in the act of, like, going through your vehicle, stealing stuff, yep. you probably want to confront them. But, like, you wouldn't suspect that the person would have a gun on them. Well, no. Remember, we talked about that when somebody broke into my house while I was sleeping. Yes. And my initial reaction was to run after the dude. And then I was like, nope, because he could have a weapon and, like... So after I start running down the hallway, I'm like, no, that's a dumb thing to do. It's like when I was in Toronto, uh, I got like seven bikes stolen there because everyone, you just, that's what happens. Um, And with one of them, I remember in the middle of the night, I woke up to the guy stealing my bike. And it was the same thing. I looked at the window, I saw him stealing my bike, and I was like, at this point, he has a bike and I don't have anything to chase after him with anyway. Right. And he was like riding away on it at the time. I'm like, what good is it going to be me running outside and trying to like scream at him? How fast so, are you? Yeah. I mean... That's that's what it comes down to. It does, but then it also comes down to, did he have a weapon? He had weapons. He had stuff that he used to, you know, unlock my bike and get... I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to win this battle. So... How sucks. sweet would it be, though, to catch someone in the act of stealing your bike... And before they get too much speed built up, just plant the biggest spear tackle you've ever seen on them. Like, oh, would that be satisfying? It would be like satisfying. Like a sports center highlight reel yeah. tackled off the bike full speed. I know. Oh, oh it would be delightful. Be just the best. But this is the problem is like everyone has weapons. So you have yeah. to remember that. So I just remember like looking out the window, seeing that and just basically waving goodbye to my bike. It was like, goodbye. <laughs> I'll see you never. There goes bike number seven. Yeah, there it goes again. What you could do is lock that bike up in the garage of your new Shane Holmes home in Vermilion Hill, mm-hmm. where hardy board and detached double garages come standard. And then it'll be more secure. Totally. They have a new phase of laned homes available in Vermilion Hill. 
uh, starting from the low 600s. You can see the floor plans and learn more about Shane Holmes at shanehomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Got a dad badge for you if I could? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've done this one or not, but the dad badge of magically transporting you to your bed when you're a kid, when you fall asleep in a random place. Oh, that is so nice. So nice. I thought of that this weekend because I fell asleep on my couch. And when I woke up, I was like, my bed is so far. <laughs> if so, only... If only dad was here. And I was a child. And it was just ma- the coziest feeling in the whole world, isn't it? Well, you just... You'd always wake up in your bed, no matter what. You know, you could fall asleep anywhere in the world and you just wake up and you're like, oh, guess where I am right now? I am in my bed. Thanks, dad. Best was falling asleep in the car at the end of a long road trip. Yep. And then... Dad would carry you into the house. You'd wake up in your bed. Mm, yeah. You know, at our house, so Brigham falls asleep all the time on the couch. When we're watching movies or driving home or whatever. Brigham's the sleepy one. Yeah. Uh, and McKenna carries him to bed as often as I do. So she has earned that dad badge as well. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And moms definitely can earn that dad badge they for sure. Because sure they too will pick up the kids and bring them to bed. But for me, it was always dad. And oh, yeah, that waking up in the bed. I was like, can we have like the adult version of that? What I would kill. Could you imagine falling asleep on the couch and you waking up in your bed as oh. an adult? Oh my! God. Even just getting carried up when you're kind of you're kind of half out of it. Yeah. Like, mm, this is nice. Some, just some giant man carrying you up to bed. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it would be maybe as an adult, uh, probably not as natural. You'd freak out at first, but on the other hand, if I knew the the giant man was taking me to my bed, I'd be okay with it. So cozy. Oh yeah. The Podcast. Recently on the show, we were talking about a friend of ours who's suffering from a condition. What, what was it called? Post-COVID malaise or something? Yeah, something like that. And so, it sounds absolutely awful. So she has like short bursts of energy and then she gets absolutely drained and can't like can barely get up. Yeah. And she was given this chart describing different activities and how many energy points each one costs. Yeah, so you can keep an eye out on things that are going to exhaust you beyond, yeah. so better manage your day. Okay, I could do these two things today and then we should probably rest. Yep. But this got me thinking, Sean, I did mention this on our podcast last week. What are the most exhausting activities to you? And I'm specifically talking about ones that you might not think of as exhausting. Okay. Um, Like, when do you find yourself just absolutely drained from something that probably shouldn't be that draining. Well, I find this sounds insane, but sitting for too long. Sitting for too long, yeah. Which is crazy because mm-hmm. you'd think that that would be the thing that would be resting. But I find, yeah, if I sit for too long, it just, it makes, you can't get out of it. It's like yeah. if you keep moving, I feel like I'm always energized. And if there's a time where I have to sit. I remember when I was in university and we'd have three-hour lectures. Oh, <laughs> And I want it, and it would be with those stupid lights that are awful. I and was like, just gonna say those lights drain those the fluorescent hell. lights. I can't, Ugh. I can't handle it. Like I really can't. Even we'll go upstairs into our boss's office sometimes, and within twenty minutes of being under those crappy lights, I'm just like, I need to, I need to get out of here. Yeah, that was gonna be on my list too. I mean, we're lucky this show is only four hours, and we do get up and down a few times, but yeah, like eight hours under those lights would be a long day. No. Nope, and the adrenaline of this show is what I love so much about it. That keeps you going. But if you're just sitting and doing like office work under those lights, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. Anything else on your list? Um, for me, shopping. Ah, like being in a mall. Yep. I like to be in a mall, but for just short bursts. Me too. Um, two thousand steps in a mall feels to me like fifteen thousand steps on a mountain. That's funny. Yeah. Like I get, I get the same level of tired from both. For me, that's like when I go to Costco. Mm. Mm-hmm. Too much stimulus? Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. It's just I'm yeah, I'm not a big shopper either, either. And Costco just 
there's so much going on and so many people and I'm like I would rather go to any other store than this one um, another one for me is a constant negativity constant negativity if, if I'm with someone who is constantly negative about every like everything they they talk about is negative <laughs> and and I can't it's crazy it drains me mean? mentally and I'm I'm like okay and of course there's time there are times where for friends going through something it's very different but if it's somebody <laughs> especially on the outskirts who don't really know that well and just has this negative air about them and you're mm-hmm. like I gotta I gotta get out of here like a friend who treats you as the dumping ground for all their problems. Yeah. That's a tough I, one. Yeah. I've had to distance myself from a couple of acquaintances because yeah. they were in the friend group and they'd come in and everybody else would be having a good time and they'd sit down and it would just, everything they ever spoke about was negative. And it was just like... It's like an energy sponge, eh? The other one I thought of is modern travel. Like, if you have to spend a whole day on airplanes and in airports... Oh, God, yeah. It is draining, but mm. when you think about it, really shouldn't be true i mean you're you're just sitting there yeah not really doing i mean it's it's it could be more comfortable obviously but compared to how travel has been mm-hmm. like if you had to spend a day in airplanes and airports or on the back of a covered wagon crossing the prairies and the elements like one of those seems quite a bit more totally intense than the other and yet it is draining to be but it's, traveling all day. Is it the sitting? There's so Maybe. much sitting. Like you hardly have any options to move. So I don't know yeah. if that's part of it. Could be that. Yeah. And I, I think the stress, a lot of people get stressed about it, and that obviously adds to it as well. But I think we're pretty soft, though. We're so soft. Because if oh, you went back course. to like the pioneer days, and you're like, oh, I'm pretty tired. We were traveling all day. Mm-hmm. You got like your your nice drink and you're sitting in a chair and you got a movie on your laptop. Yep. Compared to them just like bouncing along a dusty trail. They had trail to climb the- over the mountains. Okay? Over. They had to look at that and go we're going over that. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Just have a quick uh, Vancouver Soft update if we could. All right. Mhm. I uh, have our Vancouver Soft music ready to go here, I think. Right, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Well, no, nope. it's on, coming. Come it's on. coming. There we, there we go. Thank you. So our good friend Heather, she lives in Vancouver, and she's always on top of this for us because she's our mole. Yeah, she's she's our boots on the ground in Vancouver <laughs> to let us know what's going on there. And uh, they got two centimeters of snow recently. So of course, uh, first of the season, two centimeters is a big deal out there, mm-hmm. and of course the city is just panicking. <laughs> so you can see all kinds of weather updates, and uh, there's a snowfall warning in effect for two centimeters and everything else going along. Wow. And then she sent us a. A picture of one of her favorite businesses, and it's just a sign that says "closed due to weather." <laughs> due to the two centimeters, because of the two centimeters of snow. Try to think if it's the type of business that might have to close due to two. What could what what would possibly close due to two centimeters? I don't think like, it. It what? was just like a store. Oh, you know, like okay. A, like a store. Not going to be able to make it in, hey? Yeah, yeah. Which is what happens there a lot mm-hmm. when you get two centimeters. So thank you for this, Heather, because, you know, we honestly, I got thinking about this though, and I was like, is there ever been a time where businesses have shut down here due to weather? Like, have you ever witnessed that in anywhere you've lived? Uh, one time in Saskatoon, businesses closed. We had a terrible blizzard. It killed two people. Okay. So that's that was, a bit of an exception. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brampton, before I was born, apparently had a terrible tornado that actually killed people and it was massive. And so that would be one of those moments. But outside yeah. of that, like... Like outside of natural disasters, fires, floods, tornadoes, yeah. earthquakes, blizzards. Mm-hmm. But just like straight up regular Closing. weather. 
Like, I don't, no, I can't recall no, it. Uh, but again, we're not Vancouver. We're not soft as cupboard butter. So thank you for that once again, Heather. Thank you, Heather. Thanks for being our eyes out there. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was chatting with a couple friends and they were telling me about someone on their Christmas list, someone they got to buy for. Yeah. Who has asked for a device called a Lomi. Have you heard of a Lomi, Shauna? I've not heard of a Lomi. I hadn't either, so they were explaining it to me. A Lomi is an electric composter, an electric countertop composter. So you plug it in, okay, and you put all your food waste in there, mm-hmm. and it composts it. And they were just dying laughing because they're like, compost is a natural process. Well, that's what... It doesn't require electricity. I'm so confused. <laughs> so it speeds up the process of composting? Is that... That's what they say. Yes, okay. it grinds it up and it heats it up. Huh. All the while using electricity. And then you have your compost. I mean, it, at that point, could you just light your food on fire? You might as well just go outside and just light it on fire. You know what I mean? Like if you're Burn it. trying to f- speed up the process of the composting... Strange. So you're using electricity to do a natural. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So if your goal is to be green, and they, I mean, they really sell that too, the, the Lomi company, like being part of solution to climate change and reducing your footprint. And that's like, well, no, I throwing mean, I, it all in a bin out back would, would do more probably. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, if you're in a condo. And you can't just toss it out okay. back, right? And okay. Compost there. But there's also compost bins. In condo buildings. I was going to say, so. do not, most of them would have that these days. Yeah, they? maybe not all, but a lot do, yeah. This is great, too. So you buy these, like, Lomi pods, they're called, and they're, like, they're single-use pods. They're, like a, they're an accelerant, a compost accelerant. Do they come in plastic? Uh, the bag looks plastic to oh, me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and this thing is not cheap either. So there's two different levels that you can get. One is $280, the other one's $450. So $450 to have this little pot-looking thing sitting on your counter to compost your food, which, again, is a process that happens naturally, which you can just do in a bin. Take your leftover peelings and toss it over the railing at that point and let it naturally decompose the ground because that's probably more uh, energy. Birds and raccoons will come and eat it. Yeah, Toss that apple core out your your car window That's probably the greener option, honestly. Uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f***. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.